Hey, you're listening to the GGC Life Podcast. Weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. We live in a very multicultural world, a country, actually. Australia is very multicultural. You just have to have a look around this room. You have an Italian speaking right now. You had a half Sri Lankan, half Italian leading the meeting. You had a South African on worship. And um, we had a Greek on guitar and my brother, the Italian, on the drum. And we have an Aussie on the sound desk. So we are Australia. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it's great. But you know what happens? See, we, we came to Australia, not by boat, but by plane. Um, we got through the right way. Thanks, Mum. And, um, but my in-laws did the same thing. My in-laws, they came from um, Italy, the home motherland. And well, what they decided to do is they decided to bring Italy with them. Yeah, and that's what usually you do. You bring your culture with you. And um, you walk into their house and in the backyard, and you've, you've arrived back in Italy. The, the anthem's playing in the background. There's a little... Some lady singing in the corner. It's great. And... Um, one day, I was living in the Shire. I've, I, you know, I try to assimilate. I'm like, I need to move into the Shire. And so we're there, and we've made some Australian friends. It was awesome. And we decided to invite them to my in-law's place for a National Wog Day, which is what we call it. Yes, if you've seen Looking for Ella Brandy, I've lived it. I think my auntie is in that movie, to be honest. Um, I'm thinking she is. And so we invite them over, and, and, and they're like, they've never experienced this. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? We're, like, we're going to make tomatoes and we, from, like, sauce from from. Scratch and they're like, oh my gosh, and we're wearing the thing, we're wearing the whatever. Like, I've done it all. They've introduced to our culture, and we've just, they, they're like, wow, your culture's insane. Like, I've made salami, I've made wine, I've made pasta sauce, and all that. Like, our culture is possibly the greatest culture apart from the kingdom of heaven culture. So, I'm joking, I'm joking. But it's interesting because where we go, we bring culture with us. Or what tends to happen where we go, we're impacted by that culture. See, culture is huge. And it's important that representatives of heaven, you and I, that we bring heaven's culture everywhere on earth. See, a culture of honor, integrity, faith, love, respect, excellence. Well, ultimately, our job is to bring Jesus in our world. And the only way we can do that is if we influence and impact the culture around us. I want to take you on a journey this morning of my life, if that's okay. See, before, I am a full-time pastor at GC Life Church, and the greatest job I've ever had. But before I was here, I've been in retail for over 15 years. I am old. And... Um, and, and in the past 15 years, I worked in a, a secular retail shop for 10 years. And I don't want to name, just in case you're watching... Uh, but these guys have chains all over. And you know what's amazing? I went in there as a casual staff member who literally almost got fired four or five times. Like, I'm not lying to you. And I was in Bible college at this time. I'm a Christian. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting, like, why does my boss hate me? And I want to take you on a journey here. I started from a, um, a this is insane, a casual who almost got fired to, to um, I got promoted in, hang on a second, hang on. Can I, is this the right part of... It is, doesn't matter. I'm going to share with you in the journey how my life in this place, actually, because I started to influence in my sphere, this, this shop 
like crazy stuff, decided to, I was almost fired to the point where years later, they're like saying, hey, Sal, our music's broken. Can you put your CD on? I'm like, you know, I put on my Jesus stuff. They're like, that's fine. That's cool. Like we literally had um, Jesus, like Hillsong playing in this surf shop, secular surf shop. And then they got, they got me to MC like Spruik and like, the sales that were on. And I'd be like, you know, we have 995 shirts right now on sale for the next 10 minutes. They are yours for $10 and Jesus loves you so much. But come get your shirts. And you know what? I never got in trouble. And I mentioned the name of Jesus. Man, that was crazy. One of our, one of my best mates then, um, he's now, um, he's one of the pastors at Hillsong. And he's got the mic and he starts speaking in tongues over the whole PA system. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? We are going to get fired. He goes, dude, they love us. They're never going to get rid of us. And that's exactly what happens. You see, amen. Thank you, Jesus. See, and we saw people get saved in our workplace. Like this is, this, is, this is what I'm talking about. This is Matthew when he says, when Jesus says, you are the light of the world. When he's talking about light, it's the same light as when Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He goes, now you are the light. Go out and shine bright. Don't, but, but be attractive. Light is attractive. We, before we moved um, homes in our unit, we had... The, the night before we moved into our home, it was the Sydney flash floodings. And my street got flooded, my garage got flooded, and we had um, power out. And I was like, oh my gosh. And Laura's like, where are the torches? I'm like, they're packed. Well, I don't have one, but I lied, you know. And we got a torch, and then my kids had this torch, and, and it was dark. So everywhere the torch went, I followed because I didn't want to hit into a wall or anything. We're meant to be that kind of light where we're influencing in the darkness people following us in the direction we're going. Why? Because the light lives in us. So... We're in a mini-series called The Spheres of Influence, and Leo kicked us off amazingly talking about the, the seven mountains. Do you remember them? What are they? I'm joking. <laughs> I've got to read them here. What are they? Education, media, family, entertainment, religion, business, government. So, so, so we know the what we need to do and the why, but we need to now talk about the how we do this because there's, there's no good in knowing the what and why without knowing how the heck do we actually do this. So that's what we're going to go through this morning and the title of my message is Influence That Impacts Culture. Because there's an influence that's there, and we can be influential, but it doesn't impact culture. I'm talking about one that impacts and changes culture. See, culture, so when we influence our spheres, we indirectly start to define the culture around us. See, culture is determined by the strongest influence. Yes, that is a quote by me. Someone saw it this morning and said, yo, that's Kanye all the way. I'm like, you know what? That's Kanye and he's still cool and relevant. So I'm cool. That's my quote. But it's determined by the strongest influence. And we need to be that strong influence in our environment so the culture around us changes. Amen? Are you with me? Do you want to be that shining light? See, depending who is influenced will determine the culture and the values you live. So if you hate where you are, if you don't like where you work, you don't like your school, you don't like whatever, be the change. But that's only you can do. I can't go into your workplace. I can't go into your schools. But you can go and you can do what God has called you to do there. Now, you might be thinking, Sal, I can't influence. I'm not the boss. I'm not this. I don't have a high profile. I'm just a mum. I'm just a dad at work, at home. I'm just an employee. I'm, I'm, just a, I'm just an electrician. We have so many electricians in this church, by the way. I think we have like eight, nine electricians. So um, 
if you need one, holler. We've got people. And um, actually, I need work done at my place. And um, it's true. But you know what? <laughs> For free. Get this. Get this. Get this. You don't need to be on top. You don't need to be the boss to influence people. You actually don't. If, you, if your lives connect with people, you're an influencer. So touch the person next to you and say, I'm an influencer. And so are you. You've just touched somebody. Guess what? You can influence and you do. You know what? Before you walked into this building, you were an influencer. You're an influencer and you don't have to be on the top. And you know what? That should set you free because I don't have to climb the ladder. I can actually influence from the middle. You see, Leo leads this church, right? But guess who does all the influencing in this place? I love you, Pastor Leo, who's watching. I'm just joking. It is amazing. We pray, heaven, come on earth. Our, our cries, heaven, come, come, come. And Jesus is saying, Sal, bring it where you go. Stop praying that I do stuff. I gave you hands. I gave you feet. Go be the change the world needs to be. Each of us influence in different ways. And it's not just about your job. It's not about work. It's in everything you do. Influence is huge because it's about people. It's about connecting with people. And, how, and, and, and this is why this is important. You need to catch it before we go on any, any point. Say, I am an influencer. It's exactly who you are. You're an influencer. And, and, that's, and that is huge. That is huge. I love this quote. It's by an American poet, philosopher. Um, and he says this, he says, every man is a hero and an oracle to somebody. And to that person, whatever he says has enhanced value. Now that should make you go, wow, and wow. You, you know what's insane is, is, is if, if, if that means that to someone else you're a hero and to someone else you're an oracle what you say and how you live will affect that person's life because you influence you, you, you know what's insane is that i um I, I remember i was talking to someone and i was like man this person's annoying me and i was just started just venting you know when you just vent okay cool you're all saved <laughs> I'm not perfect. I vent, right? We got Marcus at the back. Cool. I'm not the only one. But you know when you just like, you just need to, get, I'm Italian. This is what we do. We get into our groups and we gossip. No, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm okay. And, 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 and all of a sudden, I was starting venting about this person. I've repented. I'm all good. I love the person. But the person hearing it went, oh, I hate them. Like, what do you hate them for? Like, because if you don't like him, Sal, I don't like him. And there and then I was like, oh, wow. I had that much influence in people that what I say would determine another person's actions, another person's belief. Guess what? If you have contact with people, my guess is that there is someone that you're a hero to, that there is someone that you're an oracle to, an oracle. And that's why it's important that we grow in our influence. Say, so I have influence. Say it like you mean it. So a few thoughts, just a couple of thoughts to consider. You want to have great influence? It has to start with this, that our character determines our effectiveness. Our character, it starts with me. Your influence starts with you. 
You know, it doesn't even start with your title or position. That leads you so far. It starts within me and starts in you. Who we are on the inside, our character defines the effectiveness of your influence. So if our hearts and character is not in check, we'll have influence, but will it be effective? And we're called to shine light, amen? See, character is what defines you. It's what people see in you. Character is the most important thing you have. My question is, are we investing in our character? Are we investing in our heart? Are we, are we getting before God and go deal with the stuff that, like, break stuff off me? Like, I've had to go through that. We all need to go through this journey because I promise you, it's what's in you that comes out of you that determines the effectiveness of your influence. Amen? So we need to get this checked all the time. God is after a man and a woman after his heart first. It starts within us. It's crazy that he used David. You know, you know, like David went into adultery and murder, and yet God is still using him because he's a man after his heart. It doesn't, and I'm going to go into that a bit later, but it's not our, it's our heart. It starts within, it starts within. You know, I remember when I was working in this retail place, and one of the scariest things someone said to me was this. Say, they found out I was a Christian. And they said, oh, I didn't know. I couldn't tell. And it freaked me out because I looked just like everyone else. I didn't stand out. I wasn't shining. So I want us to catch this. If I was to talk to your friends... Would they know you're a Christian? By not what you say, but by who you are. Amen? It's something I've had to work on. You see, character's not inherited. It can't be bought. It's impossible to weigh. It can't be physically touched, but it can be built slowly, and it will be tested. So how do we build our character? The first thing is through integrity. Through integrity. Proverbs 28.6 is better. Say better is a poor man who walks in his integrity rather than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. Like here the scripture is declaring that integrity is far greater than riches. It begins with our heart. Matthew 12, 35 says a good man, say a good man, brings good things out of the good stored up where? In him, in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. The most important aspect is this. Can they trust you? Do people, can, can you be trusted? Are you integrous? If you're saying, and this is something I work on. If I say I'm going to do something, am I going to do it? Am I going to follow through? And if I don't, am I integrous enough to own up to that? Or do I shift that blame? Integrity starts with integrity. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're gearing this because if we want to be influential, we need to be integrity. We need to be, because what it does, it brings credibility. See, who I am on stage is exactly the same person I'm off stage. I'm as loud as I'm on here than I'm there. I'm as, I'm as crazy as, like when I say I love you guys, I love you guys. And I, hopefully I can prove that. But I want to be the same here, the same there. I want to be, we need to be the same people on a Sunday that we are on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That is how we influence people. See, there's no trust when there's no real influence. Something definitely I've had to work on is that. Because I used to be the guy that you couldn't tell a secret to. Like, my brother, 
would always say, I love you, bro. He'd always say this. When we find out some news at, at home, or that find out, it, don't tell Sal. Because if you tell Sal, everyone's going to know. Like, and that was absolutely true. So, like, you know, I was the last one to know. Because otherwise, I was like, you know, you're like your kid. Like, oh, I've got to tell someone. I've got to tell someone. Guess what? But don't say anything, Tim. Tim's like, oh, okay. Hey, Rachel, guess what? But don't say anything. Hey, Rachel says, Laurie. hey, Laurie, guess what? All of a sudden, what? Can I be trusted when someone? And I've dealt with that. I'm a pastor now. I need to have dealt with that because people confide in me. So if you've confided in me, I don't tell anyone anymore. I've dealt with that. So it, it's all good. But it's so important. I really have. You haven't told me anything new lately, though, bro. <laughs> I found out after everyone that he was... No, I'm joking. Um, it's so important. Our integrity is tr- it's, it's so important. The way our character gets tested is through adversity. When trials come out, what comes out of you? See, it takes... How's this? It takes character to weather life's storms. But at the same time, it takes adversity to develop your character. Our character doesn't get developed when everything's good. And I think sometimes God allows storms to take place in our lives because it shapes us to becoming who we really are. What's in us comes out. So the thing is, is, man, if I know storms are ahead, if you were going out and, you, and, and you're a sailor and you knew storms were coming out, wouldn't you prepare all you can to make sure you don't get hit by that storm and it knocks you off? Yeah. So if you know storms are coming across your life, wouldn't it be good to prepare your hearts and get ready for what God is allowing you to go through so it stretches you and it molds you? You know, Jesus slept on the boat and we know that story. But you know what's insane? He got over being tossed around in the storm that he decided to start walking on the waves and the storm and people could start to trust and see, wow, this guy's not even impacted by the storms. And sometimes we need to get so fed up with the storms in our lives that we don't sleep through them anymore, but we start treading on the storms. We walk all over the storms. Our character is stretched. It's tested. And we have influence when people see. I want my kids to know that when it's hard, dad has peace. Because that's going to influence the way my son goes through hard things in life. That's influence. Thank you. You can clap to that. You know what's so cool? We were at the park the other day. And um, all these kids were there. And, um, and, 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 you, and, and this, this other kid picked up sand. Start throwing at my daughter. And I'm like, oh man, this kid's gonna get beaten up. <laughs> if you know my daughter, she's gonna cream him. Like, I'm not worried about her. I'm worried about the kid. And, um, and, and my son, what was in him rose up. I didn't care. This guy was a little bit big, I don't know. And all of a sudden he goes, hey, honest, honest. Don't throw sand at my sister. Don't throw sand. Like he just so got like righteously angry in a way where it's like the protector side of my son came up. And my wife's like, what do we do? I'm like, let this play out. Because I'm like, I'm not worried about my son hitting them. Like this is good. He's like Captain America. He's like, he's got the shield. Like, you know, Lydia's the Hulk and like Captain America's, (laughs) 
I'm not lying. Tell her. And um, it was amazing. And then the kid took my son's toy, and Laurie's like, oh, I'm going to beat this kid. I'm like, my son's got this. He's chasing. Give me my toy back. Give me my toy back. You know what? In the midst of adversity, your character shines up, and it can be the Hulk, or it can be Captain America. But whatever it happens, be ready and let it shape you and I. Don't. It's okay to get upset through storms. It's okay to feel it's hard. It's okay. But that's when we rise above the storm, despite my feeling, and choose to follow Him. Choose to put word into action despite what I feel. Amen? The Hulk. She gets that from her mom. Uh, she's Italian. It's fine. The last one, and we'll move on to the next point, is through our mistakes. Falling over is okay. Making mistakes is allowed. Failure is not final. And too many of us lose our influence when we stuff up and we hide away or we shift the blame. He did it. It was the woman. I'd have so much more respect for Adam if he just owned it. Um, but you know when, especially in leadership, and I love, this, I love leadership, but when a leader does something wrong and then owns that mistake and asks for forgiveness instead of shifting the blame, that influence that he has over my life has just risen from here to there. Because I love it when we own the mistake, right? We learn from the mistake, and then we move on from that mistake. You know, God used anyone willing. He used, you know, he used prostitutes. He used, he used murderers. He used all these people. But what did they have? One thing in common is that they moved from their mistake. They, they, there was grace, there was mercy, and then sin no more, and then I moved forward. If you, see, if you stack it, if you fall over, there was one day, I'm going to do this. Sorry, camera crew, I know you don't want me walking. But um, there was once on a Sunday, and I was worshiping in an outer venue, and the stage was a bit bigger, and I was ready. The countdown's done. I'm late. Sorry, bro, I was late on worship. And then I run up, run up like this. And then I, I, I didn't make it. I didn't jump. And I tripped. And I just landed all over the floor. And everyone noticed. Everyone saw the mistake and laughed. What did I do? I just went along with it. I didn't pretend like it didn't happen. Well, what's up, man? I'm cool. Nothing happened. Like, I'm cool. But when people notice the mistake, it's okay. You've fallen. Everyone's noticed. And then the moment you go, I'm just going to pick myself back up. I, this is why I've fallen. I'm going to pick. That will turn around and go, Wow. I can trust you because I fall all the time. There's no higher, greater, and trust me, I'm moving past my mistakes. But I'm a pastor in here. I make mistakes. I do things wrong. And I'm growing through it. And I'm making sure I don't make the same mistake twice. Is that okay? Amen. All right. Man, that was only point one. What the heck? That was awesome. Is this okay? Is this helping you? Being influential? Number two, influence should Impact others. It should impact others. Now, I've heard it said this. People always move towards someone who increases them and away from anyone who decreases them. That's John Maxwell. If you ever want to look at anything John Maxwell, go for it. I recommend him. But... Influence is all about people and building others up. See, Rose, uh, Theodore Roosevelt said this, 
And honestly, this is how I've adapted this, and we, if you, if, if, um, if, this is how we need to live our lives. He said, people, okay, I'll, I'll just say it anyway. If you could put that slide up, bro. It says, I want you to catch this. This is so important. Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. We don't care how much you know. I want to know, do you care about me? Because if it's all head knowledge, I'm not going to listen. I want to know, do you care about me? Because if you care about me, I'm going to switch my ear. I'm actually going to listen to what you say. That's when influence has great effect. If you want to... If you want success, who wants success? Okay, cool. Build yourself up. Who wants significant? Significance. Everyone's hands should be up, please. Build other people. The difference between success and, and significance is this. Success happens when you build ourselves and it lasts only a moment. But significance is long-lasting and lasts a lifetime. It's when you lift them up. It's when you bring people up. It's when you add value intentionally to other people. The difference is this. Um, I, won, I, was, I played soccer my whole life because that's what we do. We assimilate the Italian culture. We come and we play soccer and then Australians heard of soccer because of the Italians. So thank you. You're welcome, by the way. And um, you're welcome. World Cup is, anyway. And, and my, my dad was the coach and he brought us to the grand final. And we won the grand final. And that for me was a success. I remember it was like, oh my gosh, I won. I was like 10, 10. And, and it was amazing. But that was success. And it lasted there and it ended. This is what true significance is. This is influence. It wasn't that I won the grand final. Significance is this, that my dad believed in me, invested in me, pulled the gold out of me, allowed me to play when I, I wasn't the best soccer player. But he believed in me enough that thought, I'm giving you a go. He encouraged me all the way. That has shaped me to be who that man I am today because my dad decided to invest, to pull the gold out of me and to believe in me and not just about a soccer game, but, but for my life. And that's part of the reason why I'm allowed here today, able to speak. So dad, thank you. I honor you. You're amazing, dad. But church, that's influence. And it can't be taken away because he believed in me. Wasn't about, we could have lost the game. I would have been sad on the day. But because he believed in me, it's turned me to the man I am today. Success lasts a while. Significance is a lifetime. And that, church, is true influence. You know, I love that we talk about Peter. And he, and, and he walked on water. Is there anyone else who walked on water? No. Uh, you know, Peter did some crazy miracles and crazy stuff, like blind eye, all this stuff. But you know what the greatest success was when Jesus turned around to Peter and he reinstated him. He restored him once he was denied. That was, think about it. Peter went from being afraid of of, of teenagers when Jesus was being crucified and he went from being afraid to all of a sudden speaking up in front of all the Jewish people and all the people and declaring he's God. Why? Because Jesus pulled the gold out of him, believed in him. Great significance right there. It's amazing what we can do when we're influential. Jesus is the greatest influence in the world. And he did it before titles ever hit him or anything. He did it because he loved and cared about people. When you truly care about people, your life will have great influence. So how do we add value to others? Because it's good to know, but how do we do it? We believe in others 
and we encourage others. Let me, let me just quickly suss this out. Let me just open this up real quick. You don't see the gold in you. You see your flaws and your mistakes. Yep. Everyone thinks I'm a great communicator. I'm a great this. I really hope you do. I actually want to hear <laughs> I'm good. No. But we, but, but, but thanks. But, but I don't see that. We see our own shortcomings, right? We, and our job, if we want to add value, is to get before God and, and, and be like, God, what can I see in someone else? And look for something that they are doing well, believe in them, and pull it out of them. It's called pulling the gold out of others. I did this at this workshop. At, at, at our at our surf shop, and, and there was this there was this no this is I'm going to different illustration. I did this. I was working at Kurong, and there was a, a young girl who was working there. She was 15, and uh, she had uh, she had something in her. She had this uh, ability to lead and manage. And, and I said, wow, you know what? I actually believe you can do this. I actually believe you can be a shift manager because I was a um I was an assistant manager. I said I think you could do this. And she said I can't. I can't. I gave her a little bit of um responsibility. She nailed it. I started believing it. I started, you can do this. I honestly believe you can do this. Yeah, do this. Get people to listen to her. All right. You know what's amazing? It's after I left, I found out that she became a shift manager and now she's still managing today. Even more so, she's influencing children in the school and everything. Why? Because someone, some Italian kid decided to believe in her, add value in her life, cause some influence in this person and now she's impacting people. And did I do that as a pastor? No. Did I do that as a boss? Well, I had the ability to. So if you're an employer, can I encourage you? See the gold in your employees. Draw the best out of them. That's when you start to influence, and then they'll listen to you. Well, what's this got to do about bringing heaven on earth? You know what? You, you, you talk about your faith. You, you talk about whatever. They'll listen. They've earned, you've earned their, you know, honor is given. Say that. Honor is given. We give honor. You know, respect, it's not given, it's received. I can't demand respect from you, but people will respect you when you believe in them, when you add value, and then number two is when you encourage them. You know what's insane about encouragement is this, it's the easiest thing to give, but yet it's the thing that happens leastly. It, it, it doesn't happen all the time. You see, I, I look at Tice, and I, I say this because um, love the guy. So, but I could I could say ten things about him, ten things that are, are wrong or he's done wrong, and then one good thing. No, actually, ten good things that you've done right. You name ten things you've done right, but then just one thing. But what tends to happen is this: you you take on that one thing, like anything, and you take that home. I don't care about the ten. I've heard this one negative thing, and 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 that's what we do. We always hear the negative. But you know why? Because this is how we encourage. Hey, bro, you're awesome. Hey, man, you're amazing. Hey, bro, you're awesome. You're good. You're good. And that's what I do, right? But this is how we critique. Hey, you know the other day, uh, what you did is you, you, you actually spoke this way wrong, and you actually used the wrong illustration. Actually, on third point, in the 13th minute, 30 seconds, second, I noticed that you actually made a joke that wasn't funny. What you should have done. Like, how much in detail do we go over negativity? And in encouragement, we just say, you're awesome. We don't need your awesomes. If you're going to encourage, tell them why they're awesome. Seriously, that's far greater influence than just you're awesome. Amen? The last thing is this. Without this, the other two are irrelevant, almost. Last point is this. Our faithfulness 
Our faithfulness determines our credibility. You can have, you can have great character. You can develop people up. But, but if you're not faithful with what's in your hand, whatever job you have, whatever thing you're overseeing, whatever thing that you've been asked to do, you're not going to have any credibility to your name. You see, if my kids, I pray they're not, but if they were rat bags, right, and you didn't like my kids, and they were abusive, and they did this, and they were this, and this, and, and they were just not like, if I didn't raise them with, with, to respect people, and they just were this, you know what, I could be the greatest guy, I can pull the God out, but the moment I start talking to you about parenting, you're going to switch off. Because the fruits don't add up to my voice. You see, the moment we go into work and we start, you know, acting like everybody else, gossiping like everybody else, and, 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 and doing, you know, not well with our work, and all of a sudden we start to say anything about Jesus, guess what happens? Because of our work, people switch off and go, you say you love Jesus, but your fruits are like this. I want people to eat the fruits of my life and say, I can taste and see. The Bible says, by your good works, people will declare His goodness. Do we need to be faithful with what's in our hands? And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about being faithful stewardships because this is what it does. Two things take place when you're faithful. People will trust you because of the reputation you have and your faithfulness in the now sets you up for what is to come in the future. David was incredible faithful. Like he was anointed king. You might know this story. He was anointed kid, king as a young age. Get this. Becomes king. He's like, hey, I'm going to anoint you king. He's not king yet. He's just anointed to be king. And then what does he do? He goes back to the sheep. He doesn't go to the throne. He goes to the paddock. He, the paddock was the throne bathroom for the sheep. Like he was in the doo-doo area. He was in the most unpopular kind of job. He was just a little shepherd boy. But his faithfulness with what was in his hand was able to, Get this, hear this, because of the faithfulness over the sheep, it actually allowed him, I believe, that God set him up to be faithful with Israel and to the, with the people. He wasn't faithful with the people because he was a king yet. When, when he slayed Goliath, they didn't say, oh, because he, would, because he was faithful. And what happened? It sets him up. In, in, in the faithfulness of what we had, he, he got, get this, we overlooked this part. We think the giant's big. Giant's just a tall guy, Right? Yeah, they're big. I'm small. So everyone compared to me is a giant. I'm not intimidated by big guys. Just hit them in a place and they fall, right? But a bear. Have you seen a bear or a lion? They're flipping ferocious. They're in the wilderness. He took them both down over sheep. Over sheep, he was so faithful and he's so committed. And what does God do? He sets him up for something greater. You see, I've said this before, but I, when preachers come up and like, we're going to get our Goliath, we're going to go after the giants, and we're like, ah, we're going to go after this. I'm going to lead a church of thousands of people, but I've not been faithful with my connect group. I don't even call them. Like, it's not going to happen. You want this? I'm just saying. Then get a chair and set it up. Be faithful with what you got. Because you know what happens? Your influence skyrockets. Your word carries weight. I just want to encourage us. I'm preaching as a pastor here, not a guest speaker. I want each and every one of us 
to be so influential that we're leading other people. You don't need to be, you don't need to have a title. I'm going to close with this. I was working in this retail shop, almost fired for a few years, for a few, almost fired. I got it, I, I decided to change my attitude. You know what, I'm going to Bible college, I want to be a leader. I don't even know what that looks like. I just know I want it. I don't know why. And I changed my attitude and start to do things different. You might have heard this story, you might have not. I went from kid was almost fired a few times to being employed as a full-timer to all of a sudden being employed in our, I was the shoe guy, we called me. I, I, I was like, the oversaw all the shoes in our store. Now, this shoe size was like, like auditorium, like it was huge, right? I got so influential, so good at what I did that, that they sent people over and go, hey, if you want to know how to do shoes because it's a procedure, go see Sal. He, he, we're going to send people to Sal. Like, what the heck? What's going on? All of a sudden, I become a manager. I didn't seek this out. It's just God, just faithful, right? And then I become a manager to the point where I go to different stores. I head back to this A store, the, big, the, the main store in all of, all of New South Wales. There's about 15 stores, whatever. And, and then they're like, hey, this guy's not a Christian. And he goes, I know you go to that Hillsong cult. I said, it's church. And he goes, whatever. And he goes, but I don't know what you've done to the people here. This culture that you've impacted and done, you're just infused with this Jesus stuff. But I like it. I'm going to send managers. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send people. I want you to train all our new managers. All our registered guys, all the things. I bring what you've brought. Okay. And then all of a sudden, I was able to go from a kid being fired to someone who's able to speak to people who aren't of faith about how to be in a sense, shining, influencing God's light in, in how we carry ourselves in honor and respect. Man, this is insane. It's a secular place. Allowed me to play Christian music, for goodness sake. In Parramatta. Allowed me to say things like, Jesus loves you, don't care. Asked me to pray something. Like, got to a point where um, one, of the, one of the regional managers ends up, like he was a Christian, he'd walked away. Ended up bringing him to church. Get saved. He's in my mom's house having dinner with us, as, uh, with the church, some of the guys from church. That is influence that impacts a world. Amen. And that's what we can all be. You, I was just a 20-year-old kid. It doesn't matter who you are. We can all influence someone if we check our character right. If we pull the gold out in other people, we represent His kingdom well and be faithful with what we've got. The world will be changed because we are faithful. Amen. listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.